When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano here on 77 WABC. Back in the saddle after a three-day weekend. I had a great weekend. I certainly hope you did as well. Yesterday, of course, was Labor Day. And I want to give a special recognition to two guys that spent a great deal of time laboring. Uh, let me first, of course, thank uh, Curtis Lewa, who filled in on this program yesterday from 1 to 5 a.m. But I-, I have to say, I don't know that people appreciate how hard Curtis works Labor Day weekend. He not only did his existing shift midnight to 6 a.m. on Saturday morning, midnight to 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, he co-hosted an hour of Anthony Weiner's show on Saturday afternoon. Then he did his regular Sunday night slot, 9 p.m. to midnight. So from 9 p.m. on Sunday night to 5 a.m. Monday morning, He was on for eight out of nine hours straight. And on top of that, he still does all this regular Labor Day stuff. I think he went to the East Indian Parade in Brooklyn for Jouvet. He always is a staple at that. And he does all this Guardian Angel stuff. I have to tell you, Curtis never ceases to amaze me. He is really just, when it comes to being his ability to work and be on the radio... Superhuman. Now, of course, you might take issue with some of the things that he says. And, of course, a lot of the things that he said about me happen not to be true. I think at one point he claimed that I won $10,000 in Atlantic City. I wish that were true. That did not happen. But uh, I uh, really have to tip my beret to Mr. Curtis Lee. And the other guy that I have to give a shout-out to is our owner, John Katsimatidis. I don't know how many billionaires were working on Labor Day. My guess is it's pretty close to zero. I don't think any of them were at work 6 a.m. on a company holiday and a national holiday. John Katsimatidis was. He filled in along with Andrew Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid show. Uh, They had me call in for a couple of minutes, which I was happy to do. And then John came back and then did a two-hour edition of his show in at night this is on a holiday this is incredible i remember when we had our uh, wabc softball game and curtis was injured john walks over to curtis after the game and he says you know curtis guys like us we have to play in the old timers game from now on i don't think so in spite of their age and whatever status they've achieved both john and curtis are putting the rest of us to shame they certainly know how to lead by example Well, hats off to uh, Curtis, John, and everybody that uh, either chose to work or had to work on Labor Day. I hope you had a nice holiday. This is The Other Side of Midnight to be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning. 
everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I don't know if you heard my Thursday morning segment with Brent Johnson from uh, NJ Advance Media, the Star Ledger, basically. Even though I know they're broader than that, they do other things. But Brent Johnson and I, we started out talking about Atlantic City and the court case there. But then we delved into a conversation about all these New Jerseyans running for president. I don't know what it is about the water in New York and New Jersey that leaves politicians who have accomplished very little and have very few success stories to tell to be able to want to run for president. Everyone in New York and New Jersey thinks that they can run for president. We've seen our last uh, three mayors all try to run for president. And in New Jersey, you had Chris Christie, who by the time he left as governor couldn't get arrested and was not just Bridgegate. He had a number of other setbacks, a number of other failures as governor, and Bridgegate was just the coup de grace. And uh, you had, of course, Cory Booker, Spartacus. And now here you have a situation where it looks like Governor Phil Murphy who is term limited, he's a lame duck governor, is doing very little to tamp down speculation that he might be running for president in 2024. On Sunday, he was on Fox News Sunday, and he did say that he would support President Biden if Biden runs again. But beyond that, he and he said he has not met with any donors. Beyond that, he's basically leaving the door open. He left himself a lot of wiggle room. Now, what has Phil Murphy done to merit a promotion, let alone taking his... And I'll... This could be the same thing to Chris Christie. I mean, Chris Christie obviously didn't have the kind of failures that Phil Murphy did during the COVID pandemic. But the same can be said of both of them, who are both apparently thinking about running for president in 2024. Christie and Murphy both left the state worse off than they found it. I mean, you notice that the governors that actually do the job as governor, no one ever talks about them running for president. People like Dick Cody. People like Tom Kane Sr. And yet, here's Phil Murphy, whose COVID leadership was completely incompetent. And yet, he's talking about running for president. It goes to show, it goes to show that the Peter principle very much applies to politics. And eventually, everyone gets promoted to their level of incompetence. Certainly seems to be true of New York and New Jersey politicians. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Those of you that live in New York State and follow politics somewhat closely probably know there is a governor's race this year. And I've talked a lot about the governor's race from the beginning. Uh, We've had a number of the candidates on although not Governor Hochul, interestingly enough. And I uh, covered the primaries at length, both the Republican and the Democratic primaries. And now I've uh, decried the fact, and I still have a big problem with this, that this is the first gubernatorial election since the 40s where there are only two candidates on the ballot. I, I know some of the minor parties are going to court to try to change that, and I wish them the best of luck, but it does appear likely that it will be a one-on-one race between Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul. I am leaning towards voting for... For Lee Zeldin, not leaning, I'm pretty much decided that I'm going to vote for Lee Zeldin for a number of issues, in part uh, because of Hochul's failures on crime, in part because of Hochul's bizarre continued advocacy for congestion pricing. But I recognize that uh, it's still a long shot for Zeldin running in a super blue state like New York, even though there was one poll that showed Zeldin 
actually within four points of Hochul. I'm skeptical. It is a conservative-leaning group that did that poll, but I hope it's true. And I am glad that President Trump was in New Jersey, yes, New Jersey, raising money for Lee Zeldin the other day. I mean, it would have been nice if he was in New York, but he was in New Jersey. And he raised a million and a half dollars. Now, a million and a half dollars for a campaign like Zeldin really can go a long way. I hope it's not eaten up by all of these consultants that uh, Zeldin is surrounding himself with that have done him no good, at least as far as submitting signatures of uh, photocopied petitions for his Independence Party petitions and things like that. But the reason that I think everybody should be hoping that this gubernatorial election is competitive, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent, and I happen to be an Independent, is because competitive elections not only produce higher turnout, but competitive elections leave candidates reaching out to the voters and offering the voters the best deal for them. Now, I'm not just talking about goodies. This candidate promises X, this candidate promises Y, but they put themselves in a position to be questioned on talk radio, to be questioned by newspaper or editorial boards, and offer voters a great deal in the way of actually responding to candidates and concerns. So I think it's a great thing that Zeldin had a good fundraising weekend, and I think it's a great thing that this race appears to be tightening. I hope it's a competitive race, and I hope uh, both candidates show that they're not taking any New Yorker's vote for granted. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Do not even think of touching that radio dial. We have a lot of great content coming up for you this hour. I know a lot of people are up at this time because they are coming back from going out, especially on a holiday weekend. I know a lot of people are up at this time because they can't sleep and because they're hoping the dulcet tones of Frankism will put you back to sleep. I know a lot of people are up at this time because they're getting up to urinate or something in the middle of the night. But I know there's a whole cadre of people listening to me right now that are up because they are working. And perhaps nobody is more special to me in this audience in terms of people awake right now than New York's strongest, the sanitation folks. I absolutely love the uh, men and women, that's right, women, that make up New York City's sanitation department. And that's why I was uh, so surprised at this message I got from my wife right before the show at around uh, 10 to 1 in the morning. Now, today's our garbage pickup day, our trash pickup day. Actually, it's usually Monday. It's Monday and Thursday, but because Monday was a holiday, I guess they're doing it today. And this is what my wife messaged me at 10 to 1. The garbage men just came. It's barely even tomorrow yet. They did not handle our can with the care that the later morning men do. And from my gathering of the information from that SMS text message was that essentially they were really rough with all our garbage and the cans on the block, and it woke up her. Now, thankfully, it didn't wake up my nine-month-old son. Otherwise, they'd be held to pay. But I'm just asking you. I'm sure there's a lot of sanitation folks listening right now all over the New York area, maybe even in the broader tri-state area and maybe even in all the 36 states that are listening to me right now that are awake right now because they're working. I would just ask, I recognize that uh, maybe you have a lot of extra work today to do because yesterday was the holiday and you're making up for lost time. There's no need 
to be rough with the garbage pails. There's no need to be extra noisy at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning or 10 to 1 in the morning. I would just ask that you keep in mind that there are still, not you and me, but there are still a lot of people that are asleep at this time. Keep that in mind as you as you deal with the trash. And thanks for your service. Beam me up! To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.